You are listening to Corner of a Foreign Field, a play by Hassan Abdel Razak, one of five short plays produced in response to the experiences of people from South Asia during the First World War. And so the cemetery will be built here, close to Netley Hospital, as soon as the purchase is finalised. When will that be? Within days. What we would really like from you, Mr. Sadruddin, is direction regarding how this cemetery should look, what provisions you need, etc. The rituals and particulars of the Muslim faith are somewhat of a mystery to us, I'm afraid. We wish to proceed quickly for the benefit of all concerned. Mr. Sadruddin? All concerned? Yes. Meaning the India office and the war office? It is the men I am thinking of primarily to honour the sacrifice of Muslim soldiers for their king. Now, Mr. Sadruddin, if you would care to instruct me regarding the optimal layout... Do you really want my advice, or is my coming here a mere formality? I assure you, it's no formality. Then my advice is that you do not purchase this land. Sir, the matter is almost decided. It would be best if it were undecided. May I know the reasons for your objection? To gain access to the land, one has to pass through the Christian part of the cemetery. Does that matter? It does not seem appropriate. Well, perhaps if we construct a Imagine separate entrance... Imagine if a famous Muslim were to be buried here. The coming of some Raja or Nawab to visit will be greatly inconvenient, with Netley being some 50 miles away from London. Well, yes, I suppose. That dignitary will regret the lack of foresight of the British authorities. My superiors are not going to like this. And that could have all sorts of unintended consequences. What exactly Besides, who will come to conduct the funeral prayers? I cannot come here every day from Woking. So what is the solution? A plot should be purchased near the mosque in Woking. A cemetery can be established there immediately, and I will be responsible for conducting the funeral prayers. I will report your recommendations, but I cannot guarantee Naturally, any... the bodies will need to be sent to Woking from Netley by motor car, and the coffins draped with the Union flag. <sighs> Anything else? There is something you should make clear to your superiors. Outrageous! He was most adamant, General. Tell him it will be Netley or nothing. I don't think his request is entirely unreasonable. Who will foot the bill for this cemetery he wants of Woking? This is a small price to pay, perhaps. The man is simply too lazy to conduct funerals at Netley. We mustn't let him override what has been decided. There is perhaps more at stake than you realise, General Barrow. Sir? Did you have to antagonise them, Olana? Would you rather I kept silent, Bilal? Silence is a perfectly good response. It's how my mother has tolerated my father, and they have been married now for over 30 years. (laughs) I have a duty toward these soldiers. We're guests in their country. You should have just said yes. Don't you see, Balal? I refuse for their sake also. I don't catch your meaning, Molana. Turkey, sir. What about Turkey? Uh, They are party to the war now, on the side of Germany. I'm not a complete imbecile. I am sorry, sir. I didn't mean to suggest... To the point, Sherman, and quick. What he made clear, sir, is that Muslims in India will have to consider whether it is right to fight against fellow Muslims. And what can sway them? Well, sir, what he said is that from a religious stand... It can be argued that Muslims are obliged to stand with the king as he is their sovereign. And the Holy Quran stipulates that you must give obedience to those in authority. Excellent. 
I had no idea the Quran was so conducive to the conduct of empire. Ah, but there is a catch, isn't there, Malana? You are right, Bilal. There is a catch, sir. What catch? The stipulation is void if the sovereign proves unjust, sir. Unjust how? Did he specify? Not exactly. He framed his argument in a positive light. If news reaches Muslims that the government has made allowances for all their needs and given consideration to all their religious requirements, it will prove very beneficial. In other words, it will prove detrimental if news reaches India that the government has failed to give their Muslim soldiers appropriate burial. I hear a crack. It must be the sound of my arm being twisted. What? <laughs> Look into it. Sir? The cemetery at Woking, man. The cemetery at Woking. Let's be done with it. Some 7,000 Indians are at the front in France. Soon, the wounded will start arriving at Netley. And Brighton? Many of them will give up the ghost right here on England's soil. We need to have arrangements in place and soon, no matter how rudimentary. Rudimentary? Speed is of the essence. Yes, sir. Something odd happened to me, Bilal. When I disembarked from the train at Netley, I wept. Why, Molana? I was so ashamed, I hid my face in my handkerchief, so I wouldn't catch the attention of the passing public. The thought that I had to lay the foundation with my own hands of a cemetery for my own brethren, it overwhelmed me. It is a heavy responsibility, Molana. They've left everything behind in our country to fight and shed their blood for England. I will not accept a second best arrangement. This will not end well. Astaghfirullah. Look at this ground. It's a disgrace. We'll have to make do. Are you serious, Palau? What can we do? The land is waterlogged. Perhaps the dead don't mind. I mind. I cannot bury our fallen in this place. It is near the mosque, Molana, as you asked. And they've handed you the keys. It's too late. I have been tricked. This is not what I wanted. You asked for too much. I told you. Not to have a grave digger at a cemetery? A cemetery without a grave digger seems somewhat on the pointless side. I grant you that. No fence to keep out dogs. And, and some people around here are in the habit of rearing pigs. In the Muslim cemetery might pose a slight problem. Your talent for understatement is unsurpassable, Bilal. You have the ground, Molana. That's an achievement, isn't it? How much did it cost? That's not your concern. Oh, Molana, do you imagine that I would go around spreading rumors saying that you are making a killing out of a killing? Are you questioning my integrity, Bilal? Oh, Molana, Allah forbid. You are straighter than an English ruler, which is why you will share with me how much the ground cost. A thousand pounds. Satisfied? <laughs> a man with that kind of money could easily afford four wives. Ah, <laughs> oh, four wives. You can't afford one wife, so stop dreaming. Sorry, Molana. Do you not get lonely sometimes? I focus on work. I suggest you do the same. I miss my mother's golgappa. Learn to cook it and you will cease to miss it. I have looked for ingredients in the market. I found nothing. The food is unbearably bland here. Molana, sir, do you not think we are on the wrong side? What do you mean? 
I heard the Germans are building a mosque that will be as magnificent as the dome of the rock in Jerusalem. I will not hear such seditious talk. You would be more respected in Germany. Enough! But you yourself said it, Molana. They have given you waterlogged land. There isn't even a hut to keep the bodies overnight. There is no caretaker to open the gate. There is barely a gate. Is this not an insult? Yes, it is. What will you do? Speak with Sherman. Have they not died for England? Uh, Mr. Savage. Answer the question, Lieutenant Colonel. Have they not sacrificed their lives for king and country? I am sympathetic to your plight. Then do something about it, Sherman. The cost of this war is unimaginable. We all need to tighten our belts. Are you telling me that the bodies of English soldiers are left out overnight under the elements in your cemeteries? Of course not. And is there not talk about building lavish memorials for the English dead? I would not say lavish. Fitting, but not lavish. Let me speak with him. That will not be wise. I demand to speak with the General Barrow. You should convey your displeasure to him in writing. No. Mr. Sadderuddin, These past that's... several months, I have spent most of my time engaged in meeting with go-betweeners such as yourself. And this has got me precisely nowhere. I want to speak with General Barrow directly. The letters would be to your advantage. I fail to see that. They provide a record that the War Office and the India Office must address. Let me speak to him. We offered you the ground at Netley. You are not listening, General. Then we suggested you bury them at Brockwood. But you insisted on a dedicated Muslim cemetery. So... We provided you the ground at working. It is not fit for purpose. Perhaps you are not fit for purpose, Mr. Sadir Din. Excuse me? Sir Walter Lawrence, the War Office Commissioner for Indian Hospitals, is displeased with your conduct. In a report to Lord Kitchener, of which I happen to have a copy, he describes you as being exceedingly difficile. Difficile? It means hard to deal with. I know what it means. He says your object is to make mischief, and I must say, I agree with him. Uh, sir, let me assure Quiet, you that... Sherman. Are you an agitator, Mr. Sadir Udin? Is that your game? Do your sympathies lie with the Turks? I could not bury the dead soldiers in the marshy piece of unfenced ground over which people and dogs could stray. Therefore, I buried 25 of them in the Mohammedan burial ground at Brockwood at my own expense. Perhaps you are one of those Muslims who think they would fare better in Germany. Brockwood is now full. I have already buried three in Boking, but the ground is in such a disgraceful state that it would not do to allow the Indian soldiers to go and see the burial place of their comrades. They have frequently asked... But I have had to put them off because, being a loyal subject of his majesty, I did not desire to raise the resentment which must inevitably be felt when the truth becomes known of the manner in which the British government have treated their dead heroes. The Muslim religion is very broad-minded and reasonable. We do not think it is necessary to even have a dedicated cemetery. (laughs) You wish to take back what little you have given? It is a matter of war. Wherever someone dies, let him be buried there. We cannot spend more on this this project of yours. When Germany invaded Belgium, Britain was woefully unprepared. Your army was inadequate to cover the front. Had it not been for the Indian soldiers, you would have lost access to the Channel port. Those sacrifices have been duly noted. Duly noted. I have had bodies sent to me bearing the wrong names. 
Body sent without any flowers. Body sent to me Good at day, any Mr. hour of, day of the night, without previous notice. And no respect shown for them, whatever. Not even any military demonstration at their graves. <sighs> Lieutenant Colonel Shermer, will you show the imam out? Uh, but, sir... No caretaker is provided for the cemetery. If a visitor desires to go there, I myself, the head Sherman, of the Muhammadan judge in England, am compelled to go with the key and admit the stranger. Uh, come with me, Mr. Sadruddin. So tell me, General, how exactly has their sacrifice been duly noted out? Careful. Lower him gently into the casket. Yes, Morana. Mind the head. I got it. The bodies just keep coming. And no end to the war in sight. I feel ashamed. Don't be hard on yourself. I failed to provide decent burial for these men. I keep telling you this is not our country. There is only so much we can expect to achieve. The British are not even paying for the cemetery out of their own pockets. It is funded by the India office, which relies on taxes levied on Indians. We will bury them the best we can. I know what will cheer you up, Molana. Some home-cooked Golgappa. I received a parcel from Lahore with some spices and a wonderful letter from my mother saying she has found me a most suitable bride. What's wrong, Molana? You seem agitated. Lieutenant Colonel Sherman was right. The British have a reverence for letters. And so, I will write a bombardment campaign of letters. Allah, help us. You will not let this go, will you? I will write to Lord Headley. The Muslim convert with the Arabian Nights turban and massive moustache. Yes, him. And also to Lord Kitchener and to the Aga Khan and to whoever will listen to our plight. Grab pen and paper, quickly. Would you rather not go and eat some Golgappa? Bilal! All right, all right. Ready? Fire away. Let's aim for the heart. Lord Kitchener, the war office. Are you writing, Bilal? Is it haram to use the casket as desk? Just write, will you? Okay, okay. I will go to hell for this. No bride, no Golgappa, but okay. I desire to point out to the government the very grave danger of allowing the impression to gain ground in India that England is not showing sufficient respect to the memories of her Indian heroes. I need not enlarge upon the very serious effect which exposure of this kind would make, both among the soldiers at the front and the entire population throughout India. Should you not veil the threat a little, Molana? The time for veiling is past. In Corner of a Foreign Field by Hassan Abdul Razak, the part of Mulana Sadr Uddin was played by Navid Khan. The part of Lieutenant Colonel Sherman was played by Jag Sangira. The part of Bilal was played by Sid Sago, and the part of General Barrow was played by Jim Conway. The play was directed by Anthony Simpson-Pike, recorded, edited and sound designed by Robbie McInnes, and was a Tamasha digital production for the National Archives. 
Special thanks to Iqbal Hussein and Sarah Griffiths of the National Archives Education and Outreach Department and the Friends of the National Archives for funding Loyalty and Dissent, this series of audio dramas. Yeah.